it's extremely dangerous for Christians to claim that the mark of the beast is a piece of technology. doesn't matter what it is. A virus, a nanomachine cluster, a microchip, a tattoo. If scientists can create it in a laboratory, what you're saying is that humanity has the power to overcome the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what you're saying. Scientists figured out a way to cut you off from God. So it can't be the technology itself. A lot of people, when I bring that up, they say, oh no, it's not the technology itself. It's the fact that you took it. You volunteered to take it when you could have denied it and suffered the consequences. The choice is what makes it so that you get the mark symbolically in your forehead or in your right hand. Well, now this is silly because the choice to get it is often based on having faith in a medical system that's worked ever since you've been alive. Nothing has been demonstrated that it would cut you off from God and affect your salvation. You still love God. A lot of very sincere Christians are getting vaccines. A lot of very sincere Christians just think that they're helping people. And whatever the next wave of technology is, if it has a good propaganda campaign around it, and people believe they're doing something good by getting it, you're saying those people are going to burn in hell forever, and the salvation they had is canceled because of this piece of technology or the choice to take it ignorantly. I don't believe that God is cruel. I don't believe that God is going to punish people for just being tricked. And I don't believe Satan has the power to manufacture the mark of the beast. See, that is glorifying Satan's ability. I think the mark of the beast is humanism, as I explained in the last three episodes. The mark of the beast is humanism, meaning that you have to accept this atheist worldview. You have to reject God actively in your mind and in your power in your lifestyle and in your mind, that's what the forehead and the right hand represents, that's what cuts you off. That's the warning. You condemn yourself by rejecting God. There's no way that a Christian gets fooled in that scenario. Even if you got taught to be atheist, like schools teach, humanist worldview, promoting the Renaissance, these philosophers, the idea of morals being relative, all this stuff— at least you can preach to those people and tell them the gospel and they can convert. But if you believe it's a piece of technology or a tattoo or a marking, like a physical marking, because people love that idea of the physical mark, once it's a physical process, there's no undoing it. You get that injection, somebody the next day says, have you heard about the gospel of Jesus Christ? And they say, no, what is it? And you tell them the gospel and they say, I want to believe, I I give my life over to Christ. I repent. I repent even of taking this injection or this microchip or this vax, this whatever it is, tattoo. You say, sorry, I didn't know you had that. You're, you're going to go to hell forever now. What? See, now you are condemning and judging people who want to love God. You're saying that they're cut off. You're putting them in a category of doomed sinners, even though they want to love God. You see how that's flipped around? The, the script is now that Christians are the ones condemning millions and millions of people, billions of people, and saying 
We want nothing to do with you. You are on Satan's side. You might have done it in ignorance. Doesn't matter. You have the mark now. Satan created a physical mark, and you were stupid enough to take it, so we condemn you now. Oops. Now you are doing the job of Satan. You are not glorifying Jesus. You are not saying that his blood can cleanse anyone, can purify anyone, the most hardcore, pedophile, Satanist, evil human who's ever existed could be saved by Jesus Christ. That's what I believe. The power of the blood of Christ overcomes everything. You could cut off my arms, replace all of my blood with nanomachines, take out half my brain. I believe Jesus could still save me. And he could heal me too. He could raise up the dead. He could cure the blind. Why could he not save me? The whole point is that Jesus can save anyone. That's why Satan fears him so much. Because even his most corrupted servants can be changed in an instant and become a servant of God. But you, you with the belief that the mark of the beast is a physical process, call it a choice if you want, focus on the choice aspect if you want, but either way, that choice you're saying is irreversible. And if it's not irreversible, let's say you agree with me now and you say, okay, it's not irreversible, Jesus can still save you, Christians can be tricked, they make a choice, but they did it ignorantly, and they can undo that. Well, now what's the, what's the point of calling anything the mark of the beast? Is it a mark or is it not a mark? See, in my view, in my view, humanism, when it is part of your ideology or your lifestyle, that's what makes it the mark. And not just hum humanism, I, I include this defense of the image of the beast, because later on the warnings are for those who worship the image of the beast, or the beast itself, or have the mark, the number, or the name. So that is even more appropriate, because it's about your commitment, your ongoing proactive, you could say proactive, you're consciously doing it, you're defending Rome, the Roman system, you're prioritizing other things above the gospel, and that ongoing commitment is what condemns you, because you're rejecting the truth. So if you say that the technology or the choice to take the technology the physical process, is irreversible, then you've defeated the gospel and condemned many billions of ignorant people who are not actually evil. They just don't know any better. And if you say it is reversible, that Jesus can still save those people, now you're saying that it's the same as anything else. It's just, what, people do drugs, they fornicate, they commit some sin, and then they repent, and Jesus forgives them, and they can be saved. So how is that the mark of the beast? What makes that so special? Is it the fact that they participate in the buying and selling afterwards? That might be your other argument. You get this technology, now you can participate, and you need to stop participating in buying and selling. See, now the buying and selling is what makes it evil, right? I don't see anything in there about buying and selling being evil. So if you do a physical process that allows you to buy and sell, support your family, prosper. You're still committed to God. You say to God, I don't know whether this is the mark of the beast or not, but, you know, forgive me if it is, 
but I, I'm still going to try to do everything for your glory. I'm going to spend my money wisely. I'm not turning my back on God. Do you think he's going to condemn you because you're participating in the economy? Here's another question. It says nobody will be able to buy or sell unless they have this mark of the beast. How literally do you take that? Because it seems like Satan is trying to make it as literal as possible. A physical process, preferably in your right arm, although it says hand. People lie and say that there's no distinction between arm and hand in Greek, but there's a reason why every translation uses hand, and none of them says arm, because the word does mean hand, the way it's used. And it's used throughout the New Testament to refer to a hand, very obviously. In fact, there's even a word for fingers. People make it sound like there's no such thing as the word for hand in Greek. It's kind of silly. But what you have is this focus on literal buying and selling on an individual level. The whole narrative has been set up by people trying to capitalize on fear or prophecy teachers who really do want to just avoid this conspiracy. But what does Satan do? He can use that conspiracy theory to terrify Christians and create divisions. Just like you, if you believe the mark of the beast is this physical process, you condemn billions of people, Satan is now celebrating because he got Christians to defeat Jesus. So if buying and selling is evil, you shouldn't even be doing it now. You say, no, no, it's the gatekeeping. It's the fact that it's going to be this process we have to go through. We have to opt in to an evil system in order to buy and sell. That's what makes it evil. That's the core of what makes it evil. You can love God. You can want to serve him. You can dedicate your life to him. But if you are willing to participate in the economy, to have a job and to buy and sell things, now you're evil. Now you're going to go to hell forever and ever for all eternity just because of that. Hmm. Does that sound right to you? And what about buying and selling outside of this system? Let's say I'm in a place where me and some relatives managed to escape from the big cities. We're in some place that barely even has electricity. And we just are buying and selling from each other. We have gardens. We have livestock. uh, We do services for each other. We fix things and help each other. We have a little economy going on our own. That could happen anywhere in the world, China, Russia, Antarctica, wherever. Those people, now, is that, does that mean that the prophecy didn't come true because somewhere in the world somebody was buying and selling without the mark of the beast amongst themselves? How literal does that need to be? Because either it's going to be literally every single person alive, or we have to grant that this is a generalization that's not going to apply to literally everyone And it's speaking broadly about groups in the mainstream. If it is literally everyone, well, then we can really wait and see until they create a system that's that intricate before we say it's the mark. But if it's not, if it's broad, then that means it can be referring to nations trading with each other, groups trading with each other. It doesn't have to mean you and me and every single person that is alive. The mark of the beast can be something like humanism, which in the empire scale with nations and groups of people does put tariffs on nations that don't go along with their banking scheme and their image of the beast and their 
different systems, the allied powers and these different factions that formed out of the Catholic and banking institutions. You see, so choose where you want to be literal. But for me, it's a history, a timeline that leads up to this phase of using buying and selling as leverage, financial success and participation in the world economy as this pressure tactic. And we know that bankers do that. We know that that's their goal is to get everyone hooked in. And you have to be part of this system because they don't want Christians to get power in this economic system. So it's still essentially about discrimination against Christians, but we're not condemning people for a piece of technology or a process that they go through ignorantly. Now, one last thing I need to emphasize here is that Satan controls these headlines that you're seeing. I know you think that it's some patriotic insider who told you about the patent for the vaccine being 60606 or something like that and luciferase, and these different satanic-sounding things, mark-of-the-beast-sounding things around this whole process. And it changes your DNA, and that means you can't be saved anymore because God hates those who have slightly altered DNA. You're getting this information from—it's real information in some cases. But the choice to make it that, to make it so blatant, to make it so that this Christian community— especially the patriotic QAnon-style community, to believe that you're getting this true insight from a secret source that's tipping you off. You don't realize that the conspiracy knows very well what your prophecies are and they will use it against you. Just like Zionism. Just like neocons use Zionism as an excuse to invade countries and destroy them whether or not you believe in Zionism yourself, think about how that gets used to create support for genocide and wars, and you have evangelical Christians rooting for the nuclear bombing of the Middle East. I've heard people say that since 9-11. They're like, we should turn it into a glass crater, nuke them all, protect Israel, and destroy these nations. Screw the Palestinians. It's okay if they get shot in the streets. They started it or something like that. Why are Christians even humoring any of this? We don't have to care about politics, especially international politics. We can look at prophecy and say it has to happen, but you're picking sides and you're being manipulated by groups who know what you fear. They can look at sermons as well as anyone else. They helped create the current understanding of the prophecy. So this understanding we have of the mark of the beast and the vaccine that everyone's worried about is the mark of the beast, that can come from a source of deception to get everyone hyped up and scared and divided over this thing that they created. And I think people are falling for it hook, line, and sinker. I'm not telling you to get vaccinated. I'm not telling you to not to get vaccinated. I haven't. I've been open about that. And I've been discriminated against already because of it. And I'm probably going to suffer a lot in the future because of it. So that's where I am. But I'm not condemning a single person who gets it. You'll deal with whatever the consequences are, good or bad, and you have to live with that. But you can still have a relationship with God. You can still be saved. 
you should not be condemning anyone else. Satan does not control anyone's soul. There's no technology in the world that can hurt your soul. Jesus says, fear not him who can destroy your body, but cannot hurt your soul. After that, they can do nothing. Fear him who, after he has destroyed your body, can send your soul to hell. Well, now you're saying Satan can do that, and scientists can do that. And so we should fear them, shouldn't we? You're putting them on par with God, whereas a Christian should have no fear and live without this paranoia and condemnation and division. I wish you all the very best in this dystopian hell that is being created on earth. Pure evil is coming out. It is only going to get worse and worse. But do not allow the enemy to control your interpretation. Do not allow people to start condemning each other and nullifying the gospel because of rumors and signals that are being sent. These so-called prophecies that are being fulfilled all over the place, but they're being fulfilled in a very conspicuous way as if to target Christian prophecy believers and get them to all clump together and start condemning and dividing and being this example that the world can look at and say, what is wrong with them? Why are they so paranoid? Half of their claims aren't true. The other half are exaggerations. They're jumping to conclusions. They're condemning people. You end up making a fool of the church, whereas we should be preaching our own message, have our own interpretation. I think the humanist Mark the Beast history lesson in Revelation 13 is extremely powerful, would help put everything into context of our modern world, explain why it's useful throughout the centuries, and then finish it off with this understanding of the Mark of the Beast as a atheist, globalist banking system to keep down Christians and Christian nations and make sure that they have to become secular and conform to this Roman system that was warned about in Daniel already, of the fourth beast in Daniel 7 that's going to last until the end of days, until the end of the world. Think about that. Feel free to email me about that. My email is maybe wrong, one word, maybe wrong, at protonmail.com.